Greetings, everyone. This is Devon Carson with the Second Chance Leadership Podcast. I would like to thank you for tuning in today. I would like for everyone to sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. And remember, Leadership Nation, we take risks, we embrace failure. Getting it wrong is okay as long as you get your hands dirty, you learn, and reflect. Let's enjoy the podcast. I am here with my main man, Anthony DeBose. Mr. DeBose is my friend from way back. We have probably known each other, I would say, since uh, 2007, 2006, so a little bit over a decade now. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. It has been a while. Um, Anthony and I first united. Just got to tell this real quick story. Uh, back at church, we used to go to church together, uh, Calvary Baptist, give it a quick shout out in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And um, the first time my wife and I decided that we were going to go to Sunday school class, Anthony was in the room. So I walked by the door once, twice, tried to get him to acknowledge me and say, hey, what's up? You know, kind of give him a little head nod. And um, I don't think Mrs. DeBose responded to me. Uh, Mr. DeBose, I really never got a clear answer (laughs) on why there was no uh, reciprocation of uh, the African American head nod, can you can you elaborate a little man, bit? Man, I gotta tell you, man. I mean, you know Calvary, and uh, I don't know, man. It's me and this other dude before you got there. You know what I mean? I just wasn't used to seeing it. I got you. I got you. I truly understand. Well, um, I want to welcome everyone today to the uh, Second Chance Leadership Podcast, and I am here with my main man, Anthony DeBose, who's a business extraordinaire entrepreneur and he is the proud owner of a papa's pizza which is located in yakinville north carolina and the reason why i wanted to get mr DeBose to be on the show was so that he could talk to me a little bit about his entrepreneurial experience and also his leadership uh, once again this podcast is dedicated to leaders uh, and that's leaders in the broad sense we, want, we always want to make sure we uh, emphasize our personal and professional lives. So today I present to you Mr. DeBose. Did I get the introduction right? Anything else you would like to add to that story? Ah, oh, man, you do a great job as always, D. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. And I would hate to leave out his lovely wife, Miss Jill, and his three lovely yes. kids. Three lovely kids, Miss Courtney, Mr. Alex, yes. and Mrs. Brittany. So we have... A whole house full. So, uh, like I said, Mr. DeBose and I have been friends for about the last 10 years, so we go way, way back. But we want to go ahead and kick off the um, the the uh, interview today. And the first question that I <clears throat> have to ask, Anthony, is can you tell me what is your favorite leadership quote? Oof. Hmm. Or maybe one of your favorites. Oh man, there's so many. Wow, that's a good question. Um, I'll tell you, man, it really, really, um, just speaks to uh, the times that we're in. That that what really resonates with me right now, man. So actually, Dr. King, um, when he said, uh, 
Um, hate cannot draw out hate. Only love can do that. Um, I've been holding to that now for about a year or so. Just just based, you know, just everything going on in, in, in society as a whole. You know, I really, you know, I really just try to hold on to, man, we're made in God's image and, and really try to, to put love first, to be honest with you. So I'd have to say right now that that's what's resonating with me is, uh, hey, can I drive out hate? Only love can do that. Yeah, I think that quote is quite timely given our society today uh, when we look at um, yeah. all the hatred that's going around. And you're right. Uh, it, it can't be that whole yeah. eye for an eye mentality. Uh, someone has to turn no. the other cheek and someone has to be willing to forgive and to love. Love thy brethren. And I think that's that's very uh, poignant of you to to kind of keep that front and center of your life at this time. The next yeah. question I wanted to ask is how yeah. do you go about living that out every day in your life? Your famous quote. Mm-hmm. How how do I do that? Yeah. How, how do you show an application to your life? <laughs> um. Wow. Well, uh, personally, professionally, both. Yeah. Whatever you like to talk. Are you looking for both. Well, um, well, you know, I mean, man, I love my family. So, uh, man, uh, I wouldn't have to say professionally, man. It's really learning how to give. Well, I guess personally, too. It's really learning how to give grace um, and, and give it abundantly um, to be effective, I guess, in the uh, professional arena. Um, you have to have expectations uh, but you have to have um, the right expectation, but you also have to have grace because now you're dealing with people and uh, they're not always going to say or do and think the right thing. And, um, you know, you have to understand, understand that when you're dealing with people. And I think that when you understand that uh, you're giving grace, you got to give grace. Uh, that just helps move things along a whole lot better. Definitely, definitely. I think a lot about um, myself and my line of work when it comes to to grace. What I the spin I have to put on it sometimes is I'm telling me I have to tell myself that mm-hmm. uh, that God gave me grace, uh, and as many times as I absolutely He still continues to give me grace. So a lot of times I keep mm-hmm. front and center to remind, hey, you can't expect perfection. Um, you don't even get a perfection, so you can't hold someone to a higher standard than which you hold yourself. So uh, it's got to be that whole renewing of the mind and that whole making sure that uh, you allow um, grace to be at the forefront of of every activity that you do day in and day out, Uh, whether it comes to kids, whether it comes to us, you have to be the one to to kind of model that and make sure you set and be the example. All right, let's talk. That's exactly correct. Awesome. Awesome. Let's talk a little bit about uh, a failure or a challenge or maybe even an obstacle um, in your mind. And uh, what I would say, in your mind, what is the biggest challenge you have had to overcome? That's a great question. I think I have a pretty good answer. Is learning to be true to who I am. Um, I, uh, you know, there's a lot of... uh, dynamics to to who I am I'm, I'm not saying that to puff myself up but just uh, honestly you know I'm I'm biracial um, I, I, I um, yeah I used to tell you I, I'm like Baskin Robbins you know I got a flavor for everybody oh, yeah. but um, you know it's 
really just trying to figure out who I was, even even when I met you, um, you know, 10, 12. Well, I guess, man, we've been married for uh, 15 years now. Right. So um, it's probably been closer to 12 or 13. Uh, well, you've been married for 15 years, too. Right. Yeah. I was going to clarify the we you're referring to is uh, you and your wife. Is that is that the we? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. you and you and your wife and me and my wife. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank um, we both thank been married the same amount of time. <laughs> we both got married. I think uh, actually, I think it's a week apart, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, memory. That is correct, man. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So yeah, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, but re- well, that's what I was gonna say is um. Well, uh, you know, even when I met you that long ago, man, you know, I was uh, early 30s, just really trying to figure out, you know, who who I was as a man, who I was as um, in my career, who I was, uh, you know, in Christ. Um, but uh, age is a is a uh, age and experience are great teachers. And um, so I, I would say that the, my biggest challenge early on was trying to figure out really who I was and, and where I fit in, uh, and, and, and socially, culturally, uh, spiritually, all those kinds of things. I'd say now, uh, my biggest challenge is really, um, uh, probably passing that on. I really, I need to find someone to really kind of educate a little bit. And, um, um, you know, I need to, I, you know, I get, I get a few, few, uh, young men and women who come through my job. I had that opportunity to do with it. It's tremendous when it happens, but it's kind of just really seeking that one-on-one uh, level of, you know, uh, that, you know, you know, and you know, this phrase, you know, each one teach one. So the next one can reach one, you know, and just really doing that. That's my challenge now. That's what I'm really looking for. Yeah. I think that's uh, a challenge that kind of always sticks with you. I think that also is the model of a leader is always this constant search for who I am and am I growing the way that mm-hmm. I should be uh, to whatever that perception is um, and and then what steps am I taking? I think about the book, um, uh, gosh, uh, the, the Search for the Meaning of Man by uh, Victor Frankl, I believe. <laughs> and so uh, that's a book that I just picked up uh, because I wanted to, to read that book uh, because like yourself um you struggle you struggle with with who you are i I used to always tell uh one of my friends who i worked with in the school system is that you know there's this public perception of you there's this your perception Mm -hmm. of you and then there's who you are when you go home and it's like it's Mm -hmm. three versions and and you know sometimes we're out in front and we're dancing for other people trying to figure out exactly who we are we forget and so what we got to do is, right. is, is try to possibly search for the combination or figure out some way to, to um, But I think it's very important. I think sometimes in our professional lives, we can easily get caught up in allowing people to tell us who we are. And, and, Absolutely. And, and if you're not careful with that, you'll become that. And then you'll lose your core values yeah. of, of who you are or who you were destined to be. You know, um, one thing I always yeah. tell my little high schooler is that um, not only remember who you are, remember whose you are. 
And and I tell her that. And meanwhile, I'm reflecting on the same thing, too, because uh, as being a God follower, yeah. something that is very important to make sure that um, that I keep out in front. And uh, often I fail at it. Um, but even though I fail, mm-hmm. I got to remind myself to get back up and to, to do the right thing because little eyes are watching. And what better example of that right. than our four-year-olds that we have who watches every single thing that we do. And uh, I'm sitting here watching right. the ball game tonight, and I yell out, crap. And what do I hear coming from the other <laughs> Crap. <laughs> yep. And yeah. like, woo, okay. Okay, we're we're yeah. there now, um, and so it's just a good constant right. reminder uh, of of why it's so important to be careful with your words, and also um, just just be careful <laughs> because uh, yeah. regardless of of who you are, all people have is their perception, so all they can yeah. do is take what it is that they see and take that for face value. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, awesome. Awesome. Tell me, how did you, um, how did you overcome this? Like, what what strategies did you put into place to to help deal with this? And then, what were some of your lessons you learned from this? All right. Well, um, I'll be honest with you. I mean, initially, I don't think it was anything that was uh, I was consciously trying to um, put into place to do it. It's. Uh, it's just confidence and, and uh, just growing up and maturing. And um, uh, I think that's that's a big part of me. And, and then, you know, I mean, um, we both have teenagers in our houses now and, and preteens and um, and then the little munchkins. But, man, teenagers will give you an education. And you know that as an educator. But, um, you know, you'll start seeing how you raise them now and uh, the, through the decisions they make, the way they talk, how they dress. And, and um, you know, I'm pleased to say my kids are, are extremely great kids, but, um, you know, it's just that whole process of maturing and, and really, you know, and indeed and, and really, you know, the question I ask myself right now is what is most important? You know, not, not what, there's a lot of priorities, a lot of things we got to get done. And a lot of things that are important, but man, what is most important? And I think that doesn't come until until you understand responsibility and age and everything like that. And I think that's just what happened over the course of time. You know, just get involved in and in, in, you know owning a business, uh, getting involved in leadership at church, and, and and just all that kind of stuff. It just teaches you that there is so much more outside of yourself um, than what you could even possibly imagine. And um, you know, uh, so I would say that just just natural growth and, and maturation is probably what 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 was the catalyst for any kind of change that happened to me yeah, yeah. I, I think of that quote uh, keep the main thing the main thing and and, and don't stray that's right from that I think sometimes that's that's tough that's tough especially being um, being the father mm-hmm. of, of, of your kiddos you know, um, yeah. one thing that I often struggle with is trying to, um, I, the one thing I want for my kids is to be better than me. And not that I, mm-hmm. have, you know, rough and walk to school and, you know, five feet of snow, I, you know, didn't do anything, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's, it's, I don't want to paint the picture that I had it bad. Um, however, but I want my kids to, to be 
better than me. And so the part yeah. that I struggle with is I want my kids to be better than me, but yet I also want them to appreciate things around them. I don't want them to feel like they're entitled to this or entitled. That's to right. I want them to create this whole uh, work ethic so that they will be able to um, appreciate things. And and that's the that's the I know it's got to be a give and take. But that is where I really struggle at this point in, in leading my family. It's just how do I teach my mm-hmm. kiddos to, to, um, to be focused, uh, to be grounded, but yet that it's a cruel world out there and you got to do the work. You know, my yes. daddy's just not going right. to be there to, to give you a brand new pair yeah. of shoes or to buy you, you know, your fresh new Uggs. So you can rock it in, in school, uh, <laughs> but yet you don't take care of that's right. puddles. So, like, I, I I don't know what the right answer is, and, and and I just pray that each day I get a little bit better at it. Um, but that's that's a constant yeah. struggle of where I am right now, and sometimes where my challenge is, and, and and bumping my head. That's right. I agree, man. Uh, um, you know, we uh, we we actually own a, a, a timeshare. We don't own it, but we bought into a timeshare which you know about. Um, but um, so we go to these really nice resorts on vacation. And man, when I was coming up, man, we said at the day's end, it was like, man, this is nice. You know what I mean? And, um, right, right. and I did, you know, not say my, you know, uh, I didn't care, you know, it's just, you know, uh, vacation was a vacation, but it's true. Cause I tell my kids all the time, I didn't have these heated pools and, you know, these, these really nice restaurants and all this stuff, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's okay. Um, you know, but you're right, man. It's hard to teach that perspective in a world that doesn't have any. No, not at all. Not at all. My, my middle child yeah. asked me when we get ready to go somewhere, she's like, okay, now who's paying for this? Is, is the company paying for it? Or are you paying for it, daddy? Because she knows that's going to be the difference. Of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's right. kid. Go back in the uh, Let's talk about a <sighs> moment. Let's talk about um, what what switched for you or what clicked to to make the light go off and to say, okay, this is it. Uh, this is this is it in my leadership or this is it in my entrepreneurship. Uh, this is this is the magical moment. What, what was that time for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't know, man. I've always, um, I, I, I've always, I, I've always had a certain compassion, uh, for people, you know what I mean? And I, I found that, um, you know, I've, I've worked in restaurants most of my life, um, I guess it's just about all my life and um, uh, professional life for sure. But, uh, you know, just, you know, when I had the opportunity to uh, start my own business, man, you know, first thing I said is, man, and I want to create culture and community. And, and that's what I, you know, wanted to do with my business. I wanted it to have a specific culture, man. And you just don't get to do that every day. Um, um, and you know, I mean, you know, you were a principal, uh, and a leader at your school and you set a certain culture and a certain standard and, and it goes beyond just, um, you know, job expectations. It goes just beyond, 
performance evaluations. It, it, it really boils down to, um, man, am I impacting these people uh, first for Christ? Am I living out Jesus in front of them? And then second, man, am I, am I building a sense of uh, community within this community? Um, am I, am I, uh, it goes back to grace, love and compassion, but um, man, what, what do I want my business to be about? So, um, you know, when we had an, you know, I, I worked with family for many, many years, which was extremely rough because it wasn't even, it was my wife's family. So, um, you know, I was on the outside looking in sometimes, but, um, you know, it, that was a rough, rough time. And I just said, man, if I ever get on my own, I am going to do, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, and so when I had that opportunity, man, I, I almost went too fast, to be honest with you, you know, lots of changes and, and, uh, kind of, you know, my staff kind of was, they had their head spinning a little bit at first, but, um, you know, man, I just want that culture of when you come work at my restaurant, you know, it, it, it is a family, um, you know, we, we care. I don't have to fire someone cause they're late. Cause if they're late, you know, if their kids are sick or something happens, you know, I don't have to, you know, uh, go to page 13 of the handbook and, you know, see what's going on, man. I can, I can have a culture of understanding and care and, and give people a chance to be successful. And, and, um, that's why I tell everyone, I'm going to give you every opportunity to be successful when you work with me, whether you take it or not is completely your choice. Um, so I guess, you know, it clicked, I guess, when I really started working with my wife's family and, and had the opportunity to, to go on my own, it, it clicked on the kind of culture that I really wanted to have for my, for my business. Yeah. Awesome. I would like to kind of dive a little bit deeper in that. Like what, cause we, we hear that buzzword so much culture and, and community and, and climate and, mm -hmm. and, you know, be a change agent, uh, be a servant leader. Uh, we, we hear those words just being tossed around daily in the leadership community. Talk to me, like, what specific mm -hmm. steps did you do in order, or did you take in order to, to build culture, to, to build that community um, in which you're speaking of? Yeah, well, first, um, well, I started this, uh, you know, leadership program on my business. Actually, it's called the Core Leadership Program, C-O-R-E. And uh, the C stands for consistency. The O stands for organized. The, e, uh, the R stands for uh, responsible and the E stands for energy. And so, that, you know, when I uh, took over the business, I identified potential leaders within the business uh, of people I think could help, you know, assist, quite honestly, assist me to make money, but also uh, quality of life for everyone. You know what I mean? And I can pay them more and I, uh, I can give them responsibilities. But, you know, I think that the, the first letter of all that is consistency. And I think that's what's huge, because if you're up and down and whether it's in parenting or in business or whatever, man, if people really don't know which way you're coming at them, uh, it's not going to go well. Um, you're not going to get the results that you want. So, you know, I, I really thought that, you know, con being consistent was the most important thing of, of saying the same message always over and over going back to it. You know, what, what's what, what what are we about? You know, excellent customer care, you know. Um, for, for my, for my leadership at my restaurant, I tell them all the time, I said, your customers are the employees so they can go take care of our other customers. So I really try to hammer in that, man, they need to really, um, truly care and take care of our employees so they can do a great job for us. 
But, um, you know, you have to be consistent. And then the O is organized um, because, man, if you're disorganized, you know how it is, man. You go in and, and you got stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to do the business taxes now. It's a mess. And so, you know, it, it needs to be more organized because you'll get behind very quickly. Um, you know, so you got to have that organization because that also breeds confidence in, in that you know what you're doing. Um, if you're organized, consistent with your message. And then the, the next thing would be responsible because we live in a world today, D, where no one wants to take responsibility. It's everyone else's fault. You know, the from the from the highest office in this country on down. You know what I mean? No one is immune to it of accepting responsibility for their actions. If you're wrong, just say I'm wrong and let's move on. Let's correct it. And, and that's that's part of that culture is, man, I try to let them know you're going to make a mistake. And, and, and that's okay, because when you make it, it's about correcting the mistake, not, not being uh, caught up in the mistake. And so, um, you know, so being responsible, taking responsibility for your actions. And, and if you're in a leadership position, ultimately you have to take some of that responsibility for your staff's actions. And then the, the last one is energy, because specifically in restaurants, man, if, if you don't have good positive energy, if you're not if you're not setting that tone, man, you could be in trouble because uh, the way the business operates, um, man, you have to have, uh, you know, a certain type of energy about you. And, and um, you know, I, I've, I've seen a lot of that come to fruition. You know, it's not on a 100% basis, but, you know, I'm going to take 95% right now and uh, be happy with it. But um, so there you go. That right there, Leadership Nation, was a value bomb. Dropped by Anthony DeBose. Core. C-O-R-E. Consistency, organized, responsibility, and energy. There you go. Write it down. I, and I want to tell you with that right there, that, that I will kind of push back on you a little bit, but uh, not only in the restaurant industry, but I think any industry. Anytime you work with people, you have to have the C and the E, my brother. I love those. Yes. When you talk about consistency, I don't even care if you're wrong. It, it be consistent at it because what people need is consistency and just like you said uh people need to know what to expect from you and then when you make a mistake own it that's right you know what i messed up i messed that's up right. big time and and the greatest value that i found or one of the greatest values that i found as far as being a leader is being able to admit that you were wrong and that i don't have all the answers that's mm -hmm. why i hired you you know that so you can help we can assist and we can do this mm -hmm. together. we can experience this together and then energy, uh, you got to be up all day. If you're the leader, you have to make sure that you are smiling, that you're giving high fives. Um, I would say pat on the backs, but you can't do that anymore. So you got to make sure you're giving people yeah. high fives. I lost you. <laughs> you you got to make sure you give. I lost you for a minute, D. Oh, you, okay, I'm here. Um, so you, okay. you got to make sure that you are giving folks high fives. You got to make sure you tell them, you know, great job, out of boys, out of girls just to make sure they know that they are a valuable part of the organization. So I think the C and the E, to me, definitely resonate. And I want to thank you for dropping the value bomb with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. What is one thing that is really exciting to you about your leadership currently? Oh, man. Um, man. Honestly, and and I this is gonna sound cliche too, man, but really I just want to impact the world for Christ. Really, at the end of the day. 
and I don't always get it right. Uh, I, I am a sinful man um, and I need a savior. You know, I, I will say that outright right now. But man, if I can just by the way I I do life with my um, employees, man, because I, there there's quite a few employees. Uh, as a matter of fact, the majority of my employees are not saved. And, and so I might be the only Jesus they get um, today. So I really try to understand that role first and foremost, man. And, and I look forward to having the opportunity to actually um, love on people, you know, at work. I look for opportunities to celebrate because, um, man, I live in, uh, well, I live in Winston, but, you know, I work in Yakin County. And that's actually one of the poorest counties in North Carolina. And so, um, you know, sometimes, you know, one of my employees, they didn't have power right after Christmas. Um, you know, the, the cars are breaking down, things happen. And, and so, you know, the last, and, and I've tell them all the time when they come in, when they clock in, I say, you know what, you're clocking, you're going to take a vacation from your problems. You're taking a paid vacation from your problems. You, this is going to be Disneyland here today. And so I really try to um, set that tone of, you know, let's celebrate today, you know, uh, no matter what happens, good, bad, ugly, let's find something to celebrate together. So that's what I look forward to, man, is really looking for those moments to to be excited about the staff and, and stuff going on in their lives and, and, and stuff going on at work. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Take a deep breath right now. We are getting ready to enter into the speed round. These next several questions are meant to be very short and concise. So are you ready to ignite? Uh, yeah, I am. You're going in and out just a little bit on me, but yeah. Okay. So our first question is, what was holding you back from becoming a world-class leader? What was or what is? I'm sorry. What was holding you back from becoming a world-class leader or what is? Confidence. Uh, confidence was holding me back. Um, just confidence, just knowing that I can do it. Leading people is a hard job, man. Absolutely. What is the best leadership advice you have ever received? My first big management position um, after I got the job is at O'Charlie's Restaurants. And Joe Manager and I stood up and, you know, after he offered me the job and shook my hand and said, congratulations, you've earned the right to go last. <laughs> so that's it, man. You know, you're, you're going down with the ship, brother. <laughs> you know, that's what that's basically what I heard. So I would say that's it, man, it is uh, put others first. Put yourself last. Absolutely. Uh, Simon Sinek. Uh, great leaders eat last. That's a great book if you haven't read That's it. That's right. That's right. I have not. Tell me one internet pick resource uh, that you would love to share with our leaders that you use in your leadership. All right, repeat that question. I'm sorry, I missed it. Yeah. What is one internet resource that you would love to share with our listeners that you use in your? Hmm. Or personal, uh, could be productivity, or could be organization, whatever the case. Yeah, is. well, I'll tell you the one of the books that made the biggest impact on me, and, I, and I'm sure a lot of people, it was the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And uh, it, this this is how old it is that I had it. I had the cassette set <laughs> that I used to listen to in my old pickup truck, driving back and forth to work so many years ago. I, I mean, even before I was married, uh, my mom bought me this. 
by Dr. Stephen Covey. It was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I actually have that book now. And, uh, just, and, he, and he was a man of God, too, which I did not know. But um, uh, I actually have that book now, and I've shared it with a few others. But I would say that book, man, it, if you're looking to be effective, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, go get it. Awesome, awesome. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but mm-hmm. no one knew you. You still have mm-hmm. all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and five hundred dollars. What would you do in the next seven days? Wow. So you're going to get mad, man, but I need you to repeat that question because it went in and out on me again. I don't know if it's my headset or, or what. Okay. Can you repeat that one more time? Absolutely. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but no one knew you. You still have all the experience mm-hmm. and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken mm-hmm. care of, but you have a laptop mm-hmm. and $500. What would you do for the next seven days? A laptop and $500. Go to Amazon.com. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. A laptop and $500. Um, no one knew me, but I knew myself. Is that correct? That is correct. And you have all the same knowledge and skill sets that you currently have. Interesting. Interesting, man. I'd have to, I'd, I'd go to work. Let's go. Let's, uh, let's put the money to work. So seven. That's days, what I would do. What would you do? You have anything you would do initially? Uh, well, after I stopped freaking out a little bit, um, uh, uh, man, I would probably just go, I'd probably just go to Google and start Googling some stuff to see where I was, what, what, what I was about and what opportunities there might be. That, that'd probably be day six or seven about the opportunities, but probably the first thing, man, is probably I would actually hit up Google and just see what was up, what was going on. I hate to say it like that's pretty shallow, but it is what it is. (laughs) Hey, that's the world we live in. We are a Google-based world, and we need to do some fact-checking first. I totally get it. And I want to thank you, Anthony. Uh, This has been a pleasure having the opportunity to get to uh, know a different side of you. And and one day where you were able to give some solid advice, one where you were able to talk about the core and your core and how you develop the core of others. Yeah. And I also enjoy the fact that you keep it God-centered. So uh, those great things will continue to take you far in life, my friend. And I just want to say it's been a pleasure to know you, to have known you, and to walk alongside of you. And um, I just want to thank you for everything and how you poured into my life as well. Uh, D, I love you, man. I think you're a tremendous person and, uh, you know, I'm glad we got a chance to connect, man. And, th- and thanks for this. I think, I thank you for you doing this, man, because there's a, there is a leadership void right now in, in, in our world and in our country and in our, in our people group, there's a leadership void that needs to be filled by good people. And I appreciate you doing this and trying to reach out and, and make it happen, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, Leadership Nation, we are signing off. Great.
Greetings, Leadership Nation. This is your boy, Devon Carson. I want to say thank you very much for tuning in to this latest episode. We hope that you all enjoyed it. I do have a small ask in favor of you. Please make sure you subscribe to Second Chance Leadership Podcast. We want to make sure that every Thursday you get the latest and the greatest episode. Also, we'll ask that you would leave a comment and also leave a rating of five stars. Once again, your comment is invaluable to us. We want to make sure that we continue to improve the show and make sure that we are meeting all of your leadership needs. Until next time, Leadership Nation, be easy. Thank you.